Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. On today's episode, we hear from all the parties involved in the heavyweight fight between Alexander Yusik and Tyson Fury. The fight looks set to go ahead, but that didn't stop Tyson Fury calling out Simon on social media. And we also discussed the future of Wilfred Zaha. Could the Crystal Palace man be heading to play in Saudi Arabia next season? Uh, Simon, good morning. Morning. It's going to be a busy one this morning. There's a lot going on out there. Um, not least all this uh, situation regarding Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury. Anyone I've bumped into since you and I came off here at one o'clock yesterday, Simon, has said the same thing to me. Getting a bit fed up now with Tyson. Getting a bit fed up with all his uh, outbursts on social media. Yep. What do we believe? What do we believe? Is it going to happen, this fight? Well, I don't think you can be any more unequivocal than Frank Warren was yesterday afternoon. I spoke to him yesterday afternoon. I know he went on drive as well with, I think, Andy Goldstein and his mob. Um, and he is absolutely adamant it's a done deal. I would suspect that there's an element of last word-itis going on in terms of Tyson Fury has turned around and said, it's his gift. I don't agree that the split of the flight is right, mm. but Usyk's taken that split. And Tyson Fury's made his pitch and made his position clear. He believes he's the number one fighter in the world, the A-side of every single conversation, every single argument, irrespective of who's, who's in it. He said 70-30. Usyk agrees, comes back with his last word being, and by the way, on top of that, you know, I want a million pounds for Ukraine. So Fury comes back, well, I'm tired of your nonsense and your noise, and you think you're going to have the last word. Last word is, we have one fight, you think you can beat me, no rematches, no clauses there and afterwards, straight down the barrel, winner takes all. Well, I quite like that. Did now, you I not? like that. Now, if there is one single deviation from that position, and if Usyk agrees to it, because don't forget what his manager said yesterday, which is, we didn't ask for the rematch clause, Fury put it in there, right? which means Fury can take it out then. If he's taken it out and there's nothing, there could be nothing else possibly in the mix... This fight, as far as I'm concerned, is a done deal. Well, it's that, done. Exactly, Simon, and I'm glad you've said that. I mean, Alexander Usyk made it pretty clear the last time he went on social media yesterday regards the dropping of that rematch clause. Greedy belly. Rematch clause comes from your side. 
not mine. Stop whining and ducking. Be a man. In the contract or vacate the belt. I need and dispute it. And not to play your stupid games. Well, he's not wrong in any of that, is he? And that's fine. And I, I do believe that ultimately there is an element of silly last word-itis going on. But if a greedy belly has put <laughs> that clause in there in the first place yeah. and you didn't need it there, then as a matter of principle, if that's what you want to die on and die on that particular hill, don't bother with it. Just take the rematch clause out because you didn't ask for it. Done. End of conversation. There's no more wiggle room. There's no more discussion. There's no more media posts from Tyson Fury. It's a done deal. Yeah. Tyson Fury is fit. He's ready to fight. He's not not ready to fight. He's ready to fight. There's no argument that Gareth Davis was putting forward yesterday that he's not ready to fight. As far as I'm understanding from Frank, and it's a long conversation I had with him yesterday afternoon, it's a done deal. They're good to go. Last bit about taking a rematch clause out. This is my version of it, not Frank Warren's version of it, that it's last word-itis. If you don't care about a rematch clause, oh, sick, that's, take it out then. Well, that's right. That's right. And I'm glad you said that, Simon. I'm glad you said what he said because Usyk's uh, promoter previous to that, Alexander Krasiuk, had said, we've had enough of this at the moment. Do you know what? I'm not sure this is going to head on April 29th. Usyk wants this fight badly. He cannot fight just by himself. He needs an opponent in the ring, and his opponent is ducking him. So that's why uh, I, don't, I don't feel this fight will take place on April 29th, whatever conditions Usyk will accept. So that was Alexander Krasiu speaking to Simon and myself yesterday, and then later Simon said on Drive with Goldstein and the rest, this was Frank Warren. Both boxers have, have agreed to the split, and it'll be on. You know, it's just a matter of contracts, but they're not going to be a problem. I know we'll get this on. And I was just listening to what both of, both of the guys have said today. And from Tyson's perspective, you know, he's just basically putting it out there. That, what, just put it all on the table. You know, why you want a rematch? Let's just get on with a fight. Well, we, we do keep hearing this from Frank, though, Simon, yeah. don't we? And you can understand why there's doubt there no, amongst fight fans who are the it, most important people it, of the life. In fairness to Frank, he's always left a qualified element. Because when we were gone, well, it's done, Frank. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's done, but it's not signed yet. It's, it's done, Frank, isn't it? And every conversation we've had over the last three months and we've pushed him on it, it's always been an element of just at the last minute, a slight qualification. That wasn't a qualified response. That was, it's done. It's done. Yeah. This fight will happen. Yeah. Now, you know, if if it doesn't happen, then Frank's credibility comes into play and his ability to, so be able to deliver big out. Well, yes, of course it does. The, 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 the ability to deliver big fights will become under scrutiny. From what I can gather, and it's and it's not because I'm leaning towards Frank Warren and, not, and, and, and have a particular empathy towards him, we all want to see this fight. We're all a bit tired of some of Tyson's histrionics. The main thing we want to do is see Tyson Fury in the ring because that's where he does his best talking, in my view. Yes. Right? So yeah. with that in mind, yeah. my impression... Last week was I didn't think it would get done. I didn't think it would get done because I thought there were too many things in the way of it and there were too many difficulties. The fact that Usyk took away the difficulty that I thought would be the overriding difficulty, which was the split, Usyk took that away. He doesn't have an issue with the split. I think he should, but he doesn't, right? So he's made that happen. He's made the fight happen. And I said to Frank, and you guys have made this fight happen. It's Usyk being able to take 30%. Well, that's right. right. He says, well, hang on a second. I push for my fighter. My job is to get my fighter the best deal, not to get their fighter the best deal. You see, I think when it comes to credibility, Simon, Usyk's coming out of this in, in glowing terms. 30 for me, 70 for him. Yeah, do you know what? I'll take that. 
I believe in myself. But here's the thing, for my war-torn country, Ukraine, I want a million. And that's fine. And that's fine. And that's that's great. And we can all we can all herald that situation. But as far but we should. As far as the argument is concerned, and I make the argument I think it should be near a 60-40 split, and they bring the three belts to the table, but we also know that Fury puts ninety-four thousand people in Wembley Stadium. True. We know that, right? And and the situation is is that the, the money that was on the table, whether Fury wanted too much money from the outset and ultimately wanted certain guarantees and couldn't get them, and the splits made up for that. We can all pontificate on yeah, that. Yeah. I think now this fight will happen. I think this is all great media stuff. It's all grist for the elbow of the fight in terms of the more media. When you hear about people like, oh, I don't think get this fight on, what are you talking about? They'll sell 94,000 tickets in a couple of days for this fight. The paper It's a pay-per-view fight, so it's a plug-and-play, so it doesn't need particularly much involvement from the broadcasters. This fight, in my view, will happen. And all the background noise will be forgotten. And Tyson Fury will be Alexander Usyk, in my view. Does there not need to be some kind of hard and fast deadline, though? Have we ever known anything like this? Still doubt around it, and it's six weeks out. Well, these are unique things, these big fights. How many times has Undisputed come round? I think the last time it came round was, was Lennox Lewis, wasn't it? Was so it really? So it's a generation, that long ago? It's a generational thing. Yeah. So with that in mind, there have been opportunities to perhaps make them, but not real opportunities. The, the actual real outcome was only last done, by, I think, by Lennox Lewis. Now, here we are in a situation where you've got Tyson Fury, who opened up the entire heavyweight division for everybody by beating Vladimir Klitschko in 2015, coming back, dealing with Deontay Wilder. We do need to see him complete this idea of the fact that he's a generational legacy fighter. The more we talk about it, the more the build-up to the fight, including the debate whether it's going to happen, it will fuel the interest, it'll fuel the demand. Frank sure. Warner will be sitting in his car right now, sure. rubbing his hands going, keep talking about it, lads, keep talking about it. I know what I know. You don't know what you don't know. And ultimately, the bottom line is, we keep on getting media column inches, and that will add more value to the fight. I'll be a gobsmack if this fight doesn't happen now. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. We've heard from everybody who's anybody in this uh, saga regarding Yusik Fury at Wembley on the April the 29th. Is it going to happen? We still don't have confirmation from it. We heard from uh, Alexander Yusik yesterday saying 30, 70. I've even agreed to that. But I want a million quid sent to my uh, fighting fund in Ukraine. I also uh, back my, my manager and promoter, Alex Krasiuk, with everything he says. Uh, they call Tyson Fury greedy belly, greedy belly. and say that Fury's ducking the fight. They doubt if it will happen. <laughs> Certainly, Crashy doubts if it will happen. But Frank Warren came on drive on TalkSport yesterday saying, forget it, it will happen. It will happen. Put all this to one side, the fight will happen. And then in the last few moments, Tyson Fury has gone off and won. My friend Mr Jordan gets a mention, but this was Fury on where he's at with it all in the last few moments. Strap yourselves in. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm ready to rock and roll. I wish it was this weekend. Who said you duffy teeth, ugly, bog-eyed, rabbit, cat, ugly piece of You are getting knocked the out. And for all the haters out there as well, a massive you, because they've got 70% of the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. Simon Jordan, you little No wonder you lost 100 million Wrong business, you little sausage. Joe Parker, we cannot wait. Who's the weights again? Smash! Christine, strongest I've ever been. He's a monster. I'm a monster. Ah! Cruiserweights again demolished. Get off. 
No, my little sausage. He's a woolly, isn't he? I mean, never mind Gypsy King. He's the gormless king. He tagged it into Simon Cowell, didn't he? He put it on Instagram. <laughs> tagged it into Simon Cowell. So Cowell got all of I that. Mean, he's a, I mean, God, he's feeble-minded sometimes, isn't he? I mean, the bottom line, he's right, isn't he? I mean, he's, got, he's maintained his position and got 70-30, so he's maintained that argument. He's right, I did lose a bunch of money. But he's a bit of a burke, isn't he? I mean, the fact of the matter is we've done nothing but champion him forever and a day to the point where you and I get called Fury fans left, right and centre, and he gets one ickle, lickle, bits of criticism and he gets all feeble-minded and weak and offended by it. Good. Keep the noise up, Tyson, because we want you in the ring with Alexander Usyk. I'd like you to come and say these things to us in the studio because you duck all that. What you yeah. do is you come along to press conferences, wave your little silly face around for five minutes and disappear off with some money you bet, bet Frank Warren with. Look, the bottom line is is that I really don't care what, what Tyson Fury says about me and, and observations he makes about um, uh, people's opinions. What, what these, do you know what? I've never known an industry where people cannot take any creative or constructive observations. How about football? Well, football's... I tell you, I, I, I think boxing is a far more intriguing industry, and he's right. I wish I'd put more money into boxing and some money into boxing rather than into football. I, I understand his sentiments there. But the moment you say anything to these guys that they don't like, they'll have all the praise. They're worse than footballers. They'll have all the praise. You're wonderful, Tyson. You're the person that unified the... You know, Tyson, you walk around, you're a walking contradiction. You never pay your bets... You never say what you're going to do. You know, we, we have boar's meat, you know, that you, you scoff down your face with Nandrel. And we can have a whole raft of things against you, Tyson, that make you look like a hypocrite. But most of the time, what we do is say, you are the best heavyweight in the world. Of course. You are the one that opened the division. But here's a little bit of criticism. And off you are on one of your demented little rants with your little bag carries in the back going, yeah, yeah, Team Tyson. By the way, can we get paid, Governor? Of course you can. Team Tyson. Oh, get over it. Get on with the fight. You, you did say that if he was in here, and he, you never know, he'd probably come in here at some stage. One of the balls. They're all mouth and trousers. You would say, you would say it to his face. Well, of course I would, because the bottom line is, is that what, what we've said about Tyson Fury and the observations that he's we've made that make him want to reference me in that conversation for no reason, I don't know why, are absolutely fair. They're absolutely fair. Where his observations are right is I held out and I got 70-30. Up yours, everybody. I got what I wanted out of it. Do you know what I would say? And he's right to say it. Usyk, to be fair to Usyk, has got what he wanted. I don't think Usyk's that bothered about the 30-70 split. He wanted a million quid for Ukraine and he's got it. Well, that, that was part of the deal well, for him. I'm not sure. That's a nice... Now, Tyson's got to remember... You've got to pay that one. Yeah, he's got to pay that. Because he never one. does, does he? He goes into he goes into Piers Morgan's studio and says, "I'm not going to fight," and bets a million quid. Doesn't pay it. Talks about paying all the fight proceeds. Doesn't pay it. Right. Talks about not a variety of different things. Doesn't do it. And demands so, a bet that he wins. Of course. Because so when we, you and I were we, at the Tottenham Hotspur list, Stadium, he so, had ten grand so that, in his to hand my from mind, Frank Warren. That doesn't make him much of a man. He's a great fighter and he's a great champion. Right, and we can all shout down the, the uh, down uh, Instagrams where we're sat there with our little acolytes and you know spit bucket carriers, and all everyone can tell you how wonderful it is. Come and say these things. Not everything has to altercate, not uh, descend into a physicality, but come and debate people. Come and shout across the studio at people like me and see how far you get. Yes, you can punch my face in. Wonderful. Where will that get you? <laughs> get your collar felt. But the bottom line is, what it'll get you, disarmed, dismantled, eviscerated, and made to look like the fool you are sometimes. But don't be under the illusion that he still isn't, in my view, the greatest heavyweight around. Yeah, uh, that was quite a blast from Tyson, uh, which uh, happened in the last few moments. No doubt we will hear it again. Tag the right people in, you Wally. Uh, Gormless King. It landed at the feet of Simon Cole. He must have been delighted to receive that. <laughs> he maybe he's going for. Maybe Tyson's going to go on the X Factor. 
Oh, there you Maybe go. that's what he's doing it that's for. That's what he's wanting all along, isn't that's it? That's what he could be. That's what he did. Yeah, he could be the masked singer, couldn't he? I will pay tickets for Tyson Fury against Simon Jordan. So would I. I'll be in your corner as well, Tyson. Uh, so <laughs> you've got a nice bit of content, Simon, at least now for your top boxing podcast oh, with uh, Spencer yes. Oliver later this week. The no old doubt. GK. That will be thrown Gormless in there. King. But we would say this in all seriousness. Tyson, you're good at these. You have a rant. And of course, when you speak, we all listen. That's why we put that out there. But you are listening this morning. Morning. We know you are because you wanted to hear what Simon's reaction to that would be. So come on live and tell us what you really think. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wolf Zaha. You've got a soft spot for him, haven't you? He's one of your own. Uh, He came through your academy at Crystal Palace. And to be quite honest, you find it hard to... Say anything not true of any of any critical nature towards not Will true. Zaha. Not true. Oh, yesterday I, you were singing. You were not singing, true. Singing his praises. I said. I've said on many occasions. I'd like to see Wolf Zaha spending less time with his hands on his hips, rolling around on the floor, and getting himself involved in the game. And I've noticed a change in his game since Patrick Vieira came in, and there's more involvement and there's more contribution. I've also said he doesn't score enough goals. So I I do criticise Wolf, but I also think he's a remarkable talent. Okay, that said, the same Wilfred Zaha. Uh, in the newspapers this morning, uh, such as The Mail, Zaha offered £320,000 a week by the Saudis. So if it's good for Ronaldo, it's good for Wolf Zaha. Although Ronaldo, you can put a few more zeros on, on his wage packet. Zaha has a, a three hundred a week offer on the table, reportedly, from the Saudi Arabian side al Ittihad. It's come his way. He's out of contract in the summer. There is interest in Europe, reportedly from AC Milan. That, that's by the by, though, mm. because this is mind-blowing money that Zaha, for one, might find it too difficult to turn down. Mm. But would his credibility, Simon, as a footballer, not be shot to pieces if he takes a big money move to Saudi Arabia now, this summer, at the age of 30? Well, OK, in whose eyes? 
In the eyes of um, English football fans, okay. in the eyes of Palace fans, of course, especially, but in the eyes no, of not, English not, football fans not in, not, specifically. If, if, if Crystal Palace fans have any issue with Wilfred Zaha applying his trade somewhere else and choosing where he wants to do that, then they'd be slightly unfair and deluded because the one thing they cannot argue about is that Wilfred Zaha has put a shift in for Crystal Palace on the whole for the majority of the time. Well, that's that the can. least he can do, though, Well, it? it is the least he well, can do. Well, you would do. say that. It is the least he can do, but notwithstanding that, you can't criticise and not praise an equal measure. A lot of players don't do that. A lot of players would be first ones to get out of the door if they possibly could. Wilf went to Man United, came back from Man United, got Palace promoted to the Premier League, and often has been the main reason why Crystal Palace have been able to compete in games. Really? And, uh, until, the main reason? Well, until recently... The main reason? Hang on, I'll, I'll qualify it. Until recently, there was a statistic, until recently, that P Crystal Palace very rarely won a game without Wilfred Zaha being in the team. Now, thank God that statistic has been now rescinded by the inclusion of people like Ezzy in the side and the next generation of players that are coming through to pick up the mantle that our Wilfred Zaha has done for Crystal Palace. I think Wilfred Zaha has had a career that could have gone far bigger and far better. I think the move to Man United was his, uh, in part his own fault, but also a change of ownership in terms sorry change of management of Man United and he was too young well no Wayne Rooney wasn't too young when he went to Manchester United it's not about age it's about how you're prepared for it and Wilfred Zaha wasn't ready for Man United Man United was in a state of flux so he has to own that himself he came back to Crystal Palace most of the time for Crystal Palace he's been a revelation sometimes he's been a disappointment but I think most Palace fans if you were to ask them and do a vox pop on Palace fans what they thought about Wilfred Zaha leaving and going wherever he chose to in the world they wouldn't begrudge him it now moving to the mainstream media who, whose relevance about Wilfred Zaha's career is probably academic because he's already changed his direction of playing for England and moved to Ivory Coast if it prejudices his opportunity to play for Ivory Coast then that may be one discussion. But ultimately, if the money that's being offered, which we have to look at and say, this can't be good for the game. No. It can't be good. Oh, this Middle Eastern money has got to be brought into line to some extent. There's got to be some general governance through FIFA and around the world federations to stop this because it's beginning to unwind sport. You can't get boxing matches made because they've got ideas that they're going to get paid in Saudi Arabia 150 million quid, so it causes fights in this country to be conflicted. You've now got fighters, sorry, uh, players being dragged across into other countries for ridiculous amounts of money which then pollutes the whole ecosystem there's something very unedifying about it but going to your original question I'd like to think Wilfred Zaha's on six and a half million pound a year at Palace he's on a lot of money he's already accumulated a significant amount of money the challenge for me now is that Wilfred Zaha hasn't put himself in the way of a big challenge in football That's exactly for eight or nine point. years. But the reasons why is because Crystal Palace were not prepared to let Arsenal walk in the door and pay 30 million quid for a player that was worth twice that amount in comparison to others. So he's been slightly stymied in that opportunity because people don't buy footballers from Crystal Palace for 60 million quid for some reason or another. Is it not? The thought of many is, and to a degree I, I include myself in this, he spends too much time writing about in the ground. Well, I said that, didn't Too I? much time... Protesting to the referee about the the mishandling he's getting from opposition defenders. Well, not all of them, Simon. They, they, they all don't uh, do uh, that. Bring, bring, Why is there not a queue of Premier bring, League clubs bring, knocking bring, on Palace's door saying we want your man bring, Zaha? Because Palace, because again, I, I, this is not this is not an inferiority complex. Having been involved with Palace and watching Palace as, as a vested you interest, get something my, about Zaha that you because I know how good he is. Ask people, ask the football people, ask people, and as soon as made a bad opinion about Casemiro, but ask people what they think is Zaha they know he's a good player has he they fulfilled his potential at the age of 30 in English football well if you're a Crystal Palace fan some would say yes if you're if you're a fan of Simon how no. can you say that? Well, I can say it because if you're a Crystal Palace fan, he's delivered an outcome for Crystal Palace that at the, uh, during the bulk of his time at Crystal Palace has held them in a situation where offensively he's been their one option. 
Not in goals, but in terms of actual danger. I do agree. But they're all doing it. Well, for, you know, Alice Band wearing Jack Grealish spends more time rolling around on the floor. They're all doing it. I'm in the same camp as you, but sometimes I think Wolf's got a little bit too much of it. I would rather I'd rather him do things in a certain the way. The difference is Manchester City were prepared to pay a hundred million for Grealish. Jack Grealish. And there you say, and there it is. The, because and, that, and that's the nub of it. But yes, but also, nobody's prepared to come in and take no, a risk in Zaha. No, but Man United have paid, you got it to do it? Man the United level? paid, yeah. But Arsenal, it's, everybody knows that Arsenal wanted Zaha in 2019. Everybody knows it, but they were not going to pay what Palace wanted. Palace were said, "Well, we're not selling him to you for 30 million quid." No, thank you very much. You don't get to do what you've done to us previously when you bought Ian Wright off us and people like that. You don't get to do that. You get to pay the market price. If Arsenal really wanted Zaha, they would have paid it. Well, Arsenal at that time... They paid 72 million for Pepe. Yes, and why? Because they paid it over five or six years. They got it on the drip. That's why they bought Pepe. And how did that work out for them? This is the only option that's left for Zaha, is it not in terms of bigger? No, no, no. no, no. It's a free transfer. Until he goes. No, no, no. It's a free transfer. So in the event that he doesn't sign for Palace, which I don't expect him to do, there's going to be an embarrassment of riches because they're going to take a punt on Zaha because it's going to cost them nothing from, an out, from a capital outlay. Zaha can rock in the door and say, right, I want £200,000 a week in English football and I want to play for XYZ club and I'm a free transfer. Within, within reason, there's going to be a bunch of football clubs that would look at it and say, that's an educated punt. Now whether you, he were think- top, you were top of the queue when you battered Gareth Bale for going to LA. LAFC good riddance to but you Wolf, because you're out there just to make but, some dough in the twilight of your career not that Gareth needed it nor does Zaha no, I didn't but say that's it. what Wolf's doing no, what here I, now hold on let's characterise that properly what I said was if you're going to prepare for a world cup for your nation and the, and the hopes of the country are landing on your shoulders what are you doing going playing in some half-baked football in America rather than playing in competitive football and being available to play in a competitive fashion and so it proved to be and we also got the backdrop of Gareth Bale where we see this situation where there is a scenario where his, his game time has been limited by his fallout with Real Madrid and I think he's wasted some of his talent now I'm not going to put Wilfred Zaha in the same breath as Gareth Bale's achievements Gareth Bale has won the Champions League two or of three course. times so but I do, I do think Wilfred Zaha could have played for Real Madrid he's that good could have he's that good could have could have yeah could have could have, would have, should have. Who guided his career? Maybe if he had, maybe if he had some ghastly individual like Kia Jarapshan rolling around, pushing him everywhere, then maybe he'd get better opportunities. So where's his credibility if he disappears off to the dunes in the desert? In the eyes of whom? In the eyes of, in the eyes of everybody, in the perception of everybody who observes the English game. You mean everybody? What does it tell you, you that he's? I'm off to the desert because they're off me three twenty grand a week. Yes, you mean in the eyes of everybody that's not particularly relevant. Wilfred Zaha, I don't think should go to Saudi. I don't. I think I'd much prefer him operating at the highest level because I know he's good enough. If he chooses at this stage in his career, 30, 31 years of age, to run after 15 million quid when he can probably get seven oh, or eight can't playing... can't be for that, because, I agree. You know, people got, got to be, be commercially viable about it. But notwithstanding that, <clears throat> if Wilfred Zaha is happy with his career, who are you, who are I, and who, who are all of these know-nothings about what Wilfred Zaha's worldview is to tell him what he should and shouldn't do? If it, if it stops him playing from Ivory Coast... You give this guy a pass for some reason. I don't know why. No, I well, it's give, because of your pass connection. No, I give him a pass because I think in this instance he's got a right to make a decision. You know, the bottom line is is that what, what about Oscar when Oscar slung his hook out of Chelsea to go and play in the? If Jack, Gareth Bale had gone to Al Etihad or whoever they are, you you would have said, Nah, nah I'm not having that. I, What's I, he doing I, going I, out there I, other I than for I a huge I, bag of I, money? I couldn't give a monkey's where Gareth Bale goes, but only in the context of a question about what Gareth Bale's contribution to the World Cup was going to be for the Welsh. I couldn't give a monkey's about how the Welsh got on in the World Cup, quite frankly. 
you know, but the bottom line is that's that right, they that Welsh guy a mouthful at you. Well, absolutely, and that's why I clean my shoes with a Welsh shirt and how Robson Connor got all upset about it. But that's a different discussion. <laughs> the comparison for, for Wilfred Zaha and Gareth Bale is one thing, but don't be under any illusion that Wilfred Zaha is not a top footballer. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.